All right, Daydreaming Degenerates, we are here once again. This is the Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined, as always, by your commissioner, Mr. Eric Fusco. How are you doing tonight, Eric? Pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. And uh, we are also joined by our co-host, Mr. Steve Sampson. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Good, Brian. Good, Eric. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. Nice talking to you boys. We are here for Two week one, more baby. Days. Yeah. Cannot wait, dude. This is going to be so awesome. So this is, uh, we're recording this Tuesday night. This will be released Wednesday. So by the time you're hearing this one day till kickoff, 24 hours till kickoff, this is, uh, this is, it's a great time to be alive. (laughs) So, uh, all right. I, I say we jump right into, I don't see any huge, uh, fantasy news. Let's jump right into our boom bust predictions. The Boom Bust Players. And uh, this year we're going to be doing it a little different. We want to try to get a little bolder with our picks. So we're going to be picking running backs and wide receivers that are outside the top 20 for projections that we think will finish inside the top 15. The bust will be the reverse. And QBs and tight ends will be outside the top 12 that we fin- that we think will finish top 8. Bust will be top 8 that we think will finish outside the top 12. We want to try to be a little bolder. We want to try to give you some more valuable predictions. So who wants to start? Steve, you want to give us your quarterback? Gardner Minshew, the man, the myth, the legend. Of course. You can't resist that mustache. I I can't. (laughs) I mean, look at the mustache. How can you resist it? So with the turmoil at running back right now in Jacksonville, I don't really see that uh, they're going to have much of a running game. This week, anyways, against Indy, they have a pretty stout run defense. So I look for Minshew to to feed Shark and Thompson a lot and uh, make up a lot of extra points on the ground with his feet. So I'm going for Gardner Minshew inside the top 10. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Very bold pick. Eric, who do you have a quarterback for your boom? Uh, So my boom quarterback, some may say he is the best looking quarterback in the league. I'm going with Mr. Jimmy G. He's so handsome. He is so handsome. He's a good looking. He is a stud. I will say that. He's a good looking man. Uh, Jimmy G. He has Arizona this week. Jimmy G against Arizona last year. 317 yards, four passing touchdowns, 38 fantasy points. Game two, 424 passing yards, four touchdowns, two picks, but 41.9 points. The dude destroys the Cardinals. The Cardinals defense ain't going to be much better than it was last year. I don't care that they're going to probably have no Debo. He's still got Kittle. He's got Coleman. He's got Master. He's got Ayuk. He's got Kendrick Bourne. Red zone machine. Lock him in. Jimmy G. That's my lock. That's my lock. That's the lock. That's my lock. Oh, man. I like it. I gotta go pick up Jimmy G somewhere. Yeah, right. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough in redraft because twelve team leagues. It's like there's usually, oh, this guy is, and it's like, yeah, but hey, I do like him, and I think he's no, a pretty good start. It's a great matchup. I, yeah. I have to agree with you. It's a good matchup. Good spot. My only hang up is no Debo. I think they're fine because they have enough other weapons that uh, Debo not being there is not going to hurt them that bad. 
Sounds like a hell of a day for George Kittle. Oh, Kittle's oh, Kittle going to have a fantastic have day. A day. Yeah. And uh, I could see Ayuka Born having a day, too. I, yeah. I, I don't know which one, but they're more DFS plays. Now that you mention it, I think Bourne did really go off against the Cardinals last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had a multi-touchdown game against the Cardinals. Jimmy G loves targeting him in the red zone, too. He does, yeah. All right, so uh, for my boom quarterback, I'm taking my very own Mr. Joe Burrow, currently ranked 25th in projections against the Chargers. He's playing a Chargers defense that just put arguably its best player on IR. I expect Burrow to come out strong, trust his weapons, and way outperform his QB ranking in this Week 1 matchup. Without Derwin James, I feel like this secondary is suspect. The pass rush is concerning, but I think Burrow has the ability to get the ball out fast to his talented array of weapons and beat the rush while moving downfield. I think Joey Bosa is going to eat him alive <laughs> along with their linebacker core. I, th- this is probably the only bull prediction that you have that I completely disagree with. Uh, I think Burrow comes out and falls flat on his face. I like First it. NFL game, no preseason. Cincinnati sucked last year. Their line's not that much better. I think they lean on Mixon, and I think Burrow is probably serviceable, but I don't expect him to be a top 10 quarterback this week. So they have a bad offensive line, and they're going up against a really strong defensive line, and you think that the best solution is to run the ball? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It's it's what worked for them last year. They had a bad offensive line last year, and Mixon was still a top 10 running back. The guy's got talent. I like it. I like it. You know why I like it, Brian? Because you got the boldest quarterback boom of, of us all for sure, I think. <laughs> um, I I don't know how to grasp Burrow. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can see Steve's point and your point. Like, I do think he does have the potential to absolutely light it up, especially if A.J. Green suits up, which I think he might. He will. Last I read, he's trending towards playing. Uh, that's big. If A.J. Green was not going to play, then I would obviously not like Burrow as much, even though I think Boyd is pretty solid. But yeah. Boyd will be better with Green on the field. Um, is it a little bold to take him week one? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's his first game, first ever NFL game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like it. I like bold. You guys know my saying last year was <laughs> I like balls. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. So, you, you know, know. <laughs> yeah. for me, the, the biggest factor was Derwin James. Him being on IR, they have mediocre corners at best. Derwin James was the glue in that secondary. And without him, I think that secondary is going to be bad. And uh, I think this is a good chance for Burrow to go out there and just, I mean, with those weapons, we've talked about it before, you know, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Joe Mixon, um, whoever the fuck they want to trot out there at tight end, he has weapons. He has really good weapons. And uh, I don't think it's going to take a lot on Joe Burrow's part to be, a top-end quarterback, I think his weapons will do most of the work for him. So you may not remember, but Derwin James was out for a good portion of last year, and the Chargers still had a really good defense without him. They didn't have him. a good secondary. It got better when he was back. They had a decent secondary. Obviously, it is much better with him on the field. I, I don't disagree that it can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have good linebackers. They just drafted another young linebacker this year who should fit right into their system. Um, it'll take him probably a couple of games to get going, but I expect him to be Darius Leonard caliber on that defense. They have a great pass rush. They've got an adequate secondary for a first start quarterback. So 
I think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge than what you do, but I like the bold prediction and we'll find out on Monday. Yes, we will. All right. So, uh, Eric, who do you have at running back? Uh, running back. Um, I, this is kind of a cop out. You guys just give me shit if you want. Um, I got to Cohen. Simply put, I don't expect Montgomery to suit up this week, which I am going to say that should probably equal increased workload for Cohen. Um, not only is he going to be getting catches, he's probably going to get some carries. Um, I'm sure there's some probably some other scrub on, on the, the Bears that will get most of the first and second down work that I'm not aware of. But I do still think Cohen's going to be a little more involved this week, at least. It's a pretty good matchup against Detroit. I like it, man. I like Cohen this week. I was surprised he was as buried as he was. But I think the reason why he was buried as he, as he was recording here is because Montgomery still isn't quite listed as out. So I think if he was listed as out, Cohen would have been rated higher, ranked higher than he was. Yeah, still. I mean, you're, you're taking the the running back 33 and you're predicting him to finish. You're basically predicting him that he's going to finish almost 20 spots higher than projections. I don't think that's a cop-out. I think that's pretty bold. I like it. No, I love Cohen this week, for sure. I am playing him in the Yahoo League. He is in my flex, and he is not leaving. Nice. Yeah, I have to agree with Cohen. He was on my short list of, of boom players for the same reason. Uh, I, I would say 99% chance Montgomery's out. Um, they just won't announce it until they have to, I think, Friday afternoon. But, uh, yeah, he he should have a fantastic game against Detroit. Yeah. Steve, who do you have at running back? So I'm going this week with Kareem Hunt. Um, he just got his contract extension for two years. I think that they are going to focus on Hunt. I think they might be looking to shop Chubb around at some point early in the season because he's – Fairly cheap, but they can get a high draft capital from him from somebody else. And I think they're going to go with Hunt being their guy. And against Baltimore, their their run defense is really good. So I think Hunt's going to be taking advantage of the passing down work. And I think he's going to be the guy this week for them. Tell the truth. You you heard Eric's prediction and you said, I have to pick somebody lower than Tariq Cohen. I sent you my list <laughs> at like 2 o'clock this afternoon. I love it, dude. No, you picked number 35. 35. He's supposed to, you're predicting he's going to finish 20 spots higher. I'm loving that. You guys are getting it. I love it. Old, man. You guys are getting after it. What do you think, Eric? I can get down with Hunt this week for sure because uh, one of the reasons why I think Hunt is, and I have Hunt in the Yahoo League as well, but I'm going with Cohen just because I, I trust him a little more. Um. I don't expect Cleveland to be playing with the lead in that game. I think Baltimore's going to have the lead. And I think if Cleveland's in passing down situations, I expect Hunt to be on the field more than Chubb. I still think they're going to split passing down work. I don't, th- I don't think it's all Hunt's. I don't think it's going to be a split like you see with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. I, I don't think they're going to ignore the talent of Nick Chubb just because they also have Kareem Hunt. For that matter, I, I think that Kareem Hunt's going to get more rushing work than people think. I, I, th- I really think they're both... I, I am scared of that. I think they're going to be on the field at the same time. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, Offset each other for both rushing and passing work. I just think against Baltimore that Kareem Hunt's skill set is going to be better. And I think going through this season, especially early on, they're going to be evaluating whether or not they want to keep Chubb because they're going to have to sign him to a big contract or if they want to take what they can get from him. And I think, think they might showcase him a little bit, but not against Baltimore. Uh, I think this is more, you know, they're not going to risk him getting getting hurt. They're going to put him out there, but they're not going to risk him getting hurt. They're going to do what they can with Hunt. That's my thought on it. 
But after I saw that, the contract extension today, that's the only thing that makes sense there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, 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 kinda, I saw that extension and I was like, wow. Because like, I thought they were just, I thought they picked up Kareem Hunt because he was cheap. He was cheap. He had nowhere else to go. And I thought they were just going to kind of use him up and throw him out. But, uh, you know, when they extended him, I was like, oh, boy. Like, all right, so maybe mm-hmm. Hunt is going to get a bigger workload than I thought because you don't extend a guy and pay him that kind of money to just be Nick Chubb's backup. What do you think, Eric? No, I agree. Um, Hunt can play, man. Hunt's a baller. Um, he had that unfortunate hiccup where he uh, made a poor decision at that uh, hotel in Cleveland. Kind of, you know, he, he, but he got another chance with Cleveland. And uh, he he can play. I don't think anybody's ever doubted that he can play. And it's like you said, they gave him a pretty big extension. He's not. They're not giving him that extension to have him be Chubb's backup. He's gonna. He has a role. Yeah. And, uh, and you got to figure they're gonna have. You got Baker having a contract coming up. You got Miles My, Garrett having a contract coming up. So there's big money that's gonna have to get paid in Cleveland. Yeah. I think they signed Garrett recently. I think they extension. did this year. But yeah. Yeah, they extended him. You got a few guys that they're gonna be paying in the next the next year or so. Is yeah. Chubb going to be one of them? I don't think so. Mm, yeah, probably. Maybe not. You can, you might be right. But uh, I was looking up Chubb's stat logs uh, against Baltimore last year. Week four, he fucking lit them up. 20, 20 rushes, a buck 65, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't think six, they had Juden then. I think Juden came back week five. I, and they just signed Calais Campbell. Yeah, they did. And uh, well, yeah. week, six, week 16, he did awful. 15 yeah. attempts, 45 yards, no touchdowns. So he had one monster game and one variable yeah. average game. If you look at Baltimore's defense last year, the first six games, I think, they weren't very good. And then all of a sudden, they got the few people back that were injured, and uh, their defense turned completely around this, the, almost the second half. Well, they also traded for Marcus Peters, and there was a— Yeah. Know, no, the, It was they personnel. Made, they, they made some good moves. They made some yeah. great moves, and uh, they did very well for themselves with those moves. And, uh Yeah. At running back, I have uh, Marlon Mack versus the Jags. He is running back 28 in projections. I think people are scared of Jonathan Taylor taking the job from Mack, and they should be if they own him, but he's not taking it from the first snap, and Jacksonville has nothing left defensively. Mack should feast against the team that traded away every defensive stud they could find, (laughs) and owners should not hesitate to start Mack week one. I just, the Jags suck. That defense sucks. I don't see who is going to stand in Marlon Mack's way. If he is the, if he's the starter week one, he's probably going to be the starter week two because I don't think he's going to do very poorly against the Jaguars. I think it's becoming pretty apparent before the first snap is even taken in an NFL game that the team that you want to pick on this year is Jacksonville. Um, you, you, you just said you basically took the words out of my mouth. That defense is nothing. They traded away anybody with a sliver of talent. Ramsey, Bouye. And Gakwe, or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, yeah, Campbell's gone. Telvin Campbell. um, Smith's uh, had a mental fucking breakdown. They just traded another guy, too. They just traded their starting safety. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They're, they're dumping anybody. Yeah, any anybody, if they can get draft capital or whatever, at picks, dump salaries, whatever they got to do, they're, they're dumping them. They're, to- they're in total, I feel like they're in total rebuild. 100% rebuild. Yeah, they're 100% in a rebuild. Um, that, oh, shit. Am I still there? Um, yeah. Controller fell. Um, <laughs> wow, I just lost my train of thought. You'll be um, there <laughs> spinning around in this chair and, whoa, what controllers across the room? What was I going to say? 
<laughs> I totally forgot. Oh, wow, that, that threw me way off. I you totally you were on Jacksonville on uh, on basically starting anybody against Jacksonville. Pretty much. That, yeah. Anybody anybody on Indy can go off this week. Even Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Harris Campbell, Rivers, Doyle, fucking everybody. Anybody. Steve, what do you think about Marlon Mack? I think he's probably a, a good boom candidate for this week. Um, I do think he he's getting a start. I think he's going to get uh, more of the workload than Taylor. I think the transition will happen a few games down the road. They'll definitely involve Taylor, probably 60-40 split, 65-35, something like that. Um, but I will say if, if Taylor uh, makes the most of his opportunities, he may get more than what anybody's expecting in this first game. But I think there's enough to go around. I actually don't expect the wide receivers to do a whole lot in this. I think the running backs are going to run all over Jacksonville. I got a quick question. Yep. If you own Jonathan Taylor how, as, and looking at how juicy of a matchup this is, do you start him this week? I would not. Depends. It depends on who I have as an alternative. If I could tar- start Tariq Cohen or somebody like that or Gibson, I'm probably going to start them because I know Marlon Mack's going to get the start. But if if it's depending on your league settings and stuff like that, like in our league, I, I think I'm not going to start him. But there are some leagues that I have that I'm starting him just because I think the matchup is good enough. And when it comes down to starting a running back or a wide receiver, I'm almost always going to start the running back. Really? In PPR, you'd rather start a running back over a wide receiver? In most most cases, to Depending on the wide receiver, the uh, the running back score higher. No, no, fair enough. I'm just. Yeah, it, it's it. I mean, it depends on the settings, but in most most of the ones that I'm in, the running backs in PPR with a full point score higher than the the wide receivers. Well, running backs that catch passes. Yes, and but that's outside of your top fifteen ish wide receivers, top twenty ish wide receivers. Running backs that catch passes typically outscore wide receivers, but I don't think there's yes. anything that says that Jonathan Taylor is going to catch passes. Jonathan Taylor is going to catch passes. You go back and look at his college. That's what they drafted him for. He's he's the three down back. Okay. Uh, Steve, why don't you give us your wide receiver? My wide receiver is Stefan Diggs. The Jets are the Jets. They they just <laughs> traded their best defensive player away, and they did not replace him with adequate talent. Um, it, Buffalo's made it uh, public that they want Allen to throw more, scramble less. Diggs is going to be the recipient of that. Um, against a weak Jets defense, I, I can't see him not going off. Yeah, I like it. You know, I think they're going to play Diggs closer to the line, and he could have a, a high reception year, which obviously in PPR gives him quite a boost. Yeah, I like the pick. I, I, I like Stefan Diggs a lot. It's a good matchup. I don't like it because I'm playing against him. Uh, <laughs> and I already have... Uh, sour feelings towards my matchup with Ricky. I don't like my chances. Spoiler alert. I yeah. I mean, this is it. Diggs has a few boom games, and he has several bust games a year. And I definitely would, uh, if I was looking at the schedule, I would definitely check this off as a boom game for Diggs. I mean, that like you said, the Jets are the Jets. Um, they traded away Jamal Adams. They're by far their best secondary piece, and uh, they have Adam Gase as a head coach still. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like the Jets. Period. This year, I think I don't think they're making any fucking strides. So they get rid of Gase. Um, I don't like the offense. I don't like the defense. I don't like anything to do with anybody on the Jets at all. Only one on the Jets that I would maybe have a little slight of interest in. Period. In season long, been a little derailed is Herndon. Yeah, 
I can agree with that. Yeah, I like the spot for Diggs. Uh, not wouldn't have been the guy I picked, but I can I can back it for sure. All right, so why don't you tell us who you would pick? Well, you know who I'm picking. Who's Jock? Have I been riding all summer? Terry long? McLaurin. Terry Come McLaurin, on. baby. You can't pick a top twenty wide receiver to be a top twenty wide receiver, Eric. He Come is, on. He, he's not top twenty. Not in the weekly like, rankings. Like twenty one. Twenty. Oh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He's like twenty four. <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> that's okay. I agree with you. <laughs> No, no double, you take I'm take McLaurin. I, I'm doubling I'm down. With I, want, I want McLaurin and Metcalf both. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, Go ahead, Eric. Tell us about F1 Metcalf. F1 the Metcalf. F1 Metcalf stack. I like it. The F1 Metcalf stack. Uh, simply put, I just said I think Washington's beating the Eagles straight up this week. Um, I think they're going to come out screaming. I lo- I don't know what it is. It's just it's more of a gut feeling. I think McLaurin has a day. I think Gibson has a day. I think Haskins is going to shock the world. I think he's going to actually have a pretty pretty fantasy relevant game. Uh, I don't I don't care that the Eagles added Darius Slay. I don't think Darius Slay is that good. He's not good enough to to cover F one. I can tell you that much. F one's going to burn him like toast. <laughs> Smoke him. I think that's silly. Their nope. secondary was so bad last year. I have to agree with Eric. I, I was picking better. Washington to win this week too. I don't think they are either. And and with the Eagles' uh, wide receiver situation, I don't expect they'll be putting up a ton of points. I don't think Sanders is going to play. They're they're a mess. So yeah, I, I would say Washington. I'll uh, I'll be about the Eagles straight up. Yeah, why not? Yep, I'll take that. We got a beer bet. How I get my beer, baby, right there. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna turn me into an alcoholic. I, I don't think we have much to go. Like I, <laughs> I was about to say, like I need your fucking I mean, help. <laughs> like it's, it's like, it's like Steve said. You know, I mean, the Eagles are in a mess right now, going into Week One. Um, even Wentz was banged up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he, he's been struggling with a little injuries in camp, which that ain't really a surprise. Um, yeah, I know. I love Washington this week, man. I really do. Um, they're at home, in Metcalf. I like the Seattle side of that game better in a game that I expect to be a shootout. Um, I think Metcalf could be in for a big day. You know, I'm a locket guy, but I think this is a Metcalf week. I like the pick. I was He's another one on my list of uh, guys that could break out this week and have a, a great week in that matchup. So uh, for my wide receiver, I'm taking my guy. I know Steve will be happy to hear about this. So like, Eric picked his guy. I'm going to pick mine. I got Michael Gallup against the Rams. He is wide receiver 27. The Rams are running out the same middle-of-the-pack defense they had last year against a passing offense from the Cowboys that was awesome and that I expect to actually improve. I think Blake Jarwin will be a better tight end than Witten and demands coverage. C.D. Lamb is a better wide receiver than Randall Cobb and will demand coverage. Cooper is still a legit deep threat and demands coverage. I believe Gallup will be the main beneficiary as he enters what I think will go down as his breakout year. I think Michael Gallup's going to tear the Rams up. I have to agree with you. Gallup should definitely be the beneficiary of all the extra talent on that offense. And I think in a in a soft matchup against the Rams this year, they're secondary. They've gotten rid of some of their better pieces. So, yeah, I like to pick. I can get right on board with that. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. 
This is another one. I think it's a shootout. I see being a shootout. Um, I like both sides of the ball here, meaning the Rams and Cowboys offense. I like a lot of pieces on both. I like Gallup. I do. I, I like them all. I, I tell you, I hate to say, though, I like everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? It kind of sounds <laughs> cheesy. But I do. I, I like Gallup. Even like Cooper this week a little bit. I think he, I think he can have a good game. Uh, you know, I love Woods on the other side. I can see Cup having a game. Higby. Uh, Jarwin. Maybe Jarwin gets off to a great week one start. You know what I mean? But I, I'm totally with the Gallup pick. 100%. I love it. Cool. All right. So, uh, Steve, why don't you give us your boom tight end? Round out the booms. My boom tight end this week is going to be Noah Fant. So Tennessee has a young group of linebackers. They let go of Logan Ryan this year, so their secondary is definitely not as good as it was last year. Uh, Ryan's one of the best nickel corners in the league, and uh, I think that opens up the middle of the field, and Fant should be able to ball out there. you got a couple of running backs that uh, are going to share the, the workload there, and you have Cortland Sutton. So... I don't see Judy having a big role as a first-game rookie, so I think it's going to fall on Fant with the dump passes because Tennessee does have a strong front. They're going to get some pass rush on, and they're fantastic against the run. So I think that opens up the 5 to 10 yards across the middle of the field for Fant. He should be able to eat this up. I like it. I mean, uh, obviously, I've loved Noah Fant even before he got drafted. We had a lot of conversations about Noah Fant uh, after I watched him at the Combine. And uh, he is a physical freak. He is too fast for he's too he's faster than most tight ends. He's stronger than most tight ends. Uh, I love him. He doesn't have the size, and I think that's why a lot of people were down on him. But I mean, Shannon Sharp was pretty fucking small too, and he's a Hall of Famer. Not that I think he's Shannon Sharp, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just I don't know if I really like Denver. Anybody on Denver this week? Um, I I think. Tennessee is going to win that game comfortably. The, the reason I like Denver is yeah. because it's at home. There's been no preseason games, and Tennessee's going into to Mile going High Stadium. The altitude, yeah. Yes, I, I got think it, by I got the it. fourth quarter they're exhausted. That's that's a good observation. Something I didn't catch. That is a good point. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, this could be a good spot for Fant, and uh, especially if they're playing from behind, like I think that's going to just open up the passing game more. Um, Denver's tough, man. It's tough, it's tough for me to pinpoint. How are they, they going to operate? What's the, the jury's still out on Drew Locke. Is he going to be good? I think um, so. I guess we'll find out. I, um, I think, I, I think so. he's I think got he, potential. I think he makes strides this year. Yeah. Which, and if he makes strides, I'm going to imagine that should mean that that fan should also, you know, yeah. improve. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like it. I like fan. Okay. Eric, who's your tight end? My tight end is actually going to be Mr. Eric Ebron. Oh man! Um, oh yeah, I like you it. Didn't, you didn't expect to hear that one. No, huh? I didn't. No, I I actually just checked my calendar to see what year it was. Yeah, I know, dude. They love Ebron. I I read a bunch. I've been reading nothing. I've actually thought about fucking picking him up. <laughs> um, He's a huge red zone target. And huge red zone target. Ben, ben loves throwing to a tight end. He's very athletic, but I mean, uh, like. They just don't. It seems like they never use their tight ends. Every year we get excited about the tight end in Pittsburgh, and every year they don't fucking use him. Even Heath Miller, they never used. Yeah, but Ben got hurt last year, what first game, and that really derailed Vance McDonald. They used the tight end prior to that, and last year was just a, a bad year. I don't know. I I can't really. I can't remember the last fantasy relevant tight end in Pittsburgh. Can you? I mean, it had to be Heath Miller at some it point. It was Heath right? Miller. I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. It was Heath Miller. 
Van Vance McDonald didn't Vance didn't work out. No. Oh no, I think that's clear. <laughs> yeah, which is definitely why I think they signed Ebron. Yeah. You know, I just I like this good spot for Ebron, man, going up against the Giants. This is another team. Mm. Yeah, another one you can pick on every week. Yeah. They don't have they much have, of a secondary. They don't have a, a, a good nickel corner. They've got young linebackers. What are you talking so about? They just signed the best nickel games. corner in the league, you said. Oh, Logan yeah, but he Ryan? just got there. Yeah, but he just got there. Right. <laughs> I, I don't even know if he's gonna play, Brian. <laughs> It's going to take them a couple of weeks. Logan Ryan is one of the best nickel corners in the league, hands down. Yeah. But he wants to transition to safety. He made that clear in the offseason. Oh, I never he saw that. just got to the team. Yeah, he was. that's why he didn't sign with anybody. He had good offers. He wanted to be a safety. So I give it three or four games before he's extremely relevant and their defense gets better. But th- their linebackers are a little young. They got a couple of veterans. But no, I think Ebron can eat up that secondary. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like the pick. Don't get me wrong. I just like, it, like I've gotten to the point where I have trouble trusting Pittsburgh tight ends. But you look at the situation where he is a big, fast, athletic tight end with good hands on a team that needs a tight end, and it's like all the arrows are pointing towards success. And he's playing against a weak team. He shouldn't have any trouble out of that defense. So. I agree. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's like, how many times am I going to watch the Pittsburgh tight end not be relevant before I'm like, you know what? I'm Obviously, they're not going to do it, you know? <laughs> um, you know, even Heath Miller, like you said, the last fantasy relevant tight end is Heath Miller. And that was how many years ago now? Number one. And number two, was Heath Miller ever great? Like, no. He, he was okay. He was no. completely touchdown dependent. But I don't know. Well, you know what I mean? Like I like Like I said, everything says he should be successful. And, I mean, to be honest, Eric Ebron might be more talented than Heath Miller on top of it. So, I, I hope he comes out and proves me right, or proves me wrong, rather, because I've always liked Eric Ebron, and I always thought that he was better than his career has shown. He's never been the the number one dog. He's always had to split with somebody else, whether it's an indie with Jack Doyle or whoever the fuck else was there with the Lions. The guy was dreadful, but they made him split with uh, Eric Ebron anyway. But, yeah, it's it's just... I'd like to see him succeed because I've always I've always liked the athleticism. I'm a I'm a big athleticism guy. Um, I like the pick. So uh, my tight end. This is going to be near and dear to somebody's heart. I'm taking Mr. Jack Doyle, the number 18 tight end versus the Jags. Uh, we've already discussed the bad Jaguars defense, and everyone knows how much Rivers loves his tight ends. No matter who has played tight end with Philip Rivers, they've been fantasy relevant. Doyle is a capable player and the clear top dog at the position on this offense. I think there's a very good chance he comes down with a touchdown this week simply because I don't see who will catch it if he doesn't. I love Jack Doyle this week. Uh, I think he's going to boom. I think he could be top five this week. Oh, I like that because you know who has Mr. Doyle. Yeah, you. I know he's on your bench. I need him. No, he's in the starting lineup now. He's in his lineup. Uh, Oh, you changed it? Yeah, I changed it. I was going to give you so Um, much shit. You're an asshole for changing it. And there's some other, (laughs) I I don't, I don't want to say good news. I don't like to celebrate a player getting hurt, but Trey Burton is on IR. So not that I don't really think he was going to get in the way. Yeah, but it's just, he's on IR. So you don't have to worry about him stealing any snaps, you know, maybe Moelle Cox, but Mm. Moelle Cox, you have to worry. (laughs) 
that that yeah. one you got to worry about gigantor but uh i i think doyle i think that's a fantastic pick this week kind of part of part of the reason i picked him up was kind of for this matchup you know and i'm not i don't plan on just keeping him for a week and dumping him like if he has a good week one i might have to ride him out you know because like brian said you know what i mean philip rivers has always loved his tight ends he's always targeted his tight ends so yeah doyle could have a good year doyle he really good and now to that point you know i think Jack Doyle might be the least talented tight end he's ever worked with. So, you know, is it just a matter of opportunity? Like Philip Rivers has always leaned on Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry because they are Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry. Or is it that he likes the mismatch and he likes the body size and that's why he's always thrown the tight end. So we'll find out. But I definitely think Jack Doyle versus the Jags is a safe bet. I'm willing to find out with Jack Doyle against the Jags. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so those are the players we love. Now, it's time to get to the players that we think will bust. These are the players that are almost guaranteed to be in starting lineups, and we think that they should be looked at very closely and possibly swapped out. So, uh, Eric, why don't you kick us off? Give us your bust quarterback. I want to ask you real quick, because we're going off different rankings. Is Carson Wentz a starter in your rankings? I don't know. I give up. Okay. Because I'm going to yeah. go with Wentz, and I'm not going to bore everybody to death because I kind of already touched on a lot of this when I talked about F1 McLaurin. Um, I don't expect a big day from the Eagles this week. Um, maybe from the tight, maybe from Ertz and Goddard. That's about it. Um, it's like, I, I just, I think this is going to go horrible. I think the Eagles are going to get puffed. Mm. Um, I don't, they have no, they have, Alshon's most likely not playing. I don't know why they even have him listed as questionable. We know he's not playing. Uh, Rager's out for a month. Sanders is up in the air. Is he going to play? Are they going to rest him for the week? It might just be, they might just have God at Ertz and fucking Greg Ward. Yeah. I mean, and D-Jax. And D-Jax. Yeah. Yeah. You got D-Jax, um, J-Jaws, Ward, and then uh, Ertz and Goddard. I don't expect Sanders to play. I, I'm kind of starting to wonder too if he's going to play or not too. But um, so you got Boston Scott should get the start there. But yeah, I like Wentz being a bust. I think that's a I think that's a good pick. I don't know, man. I I, I think Carson Wentz could go out there with a bunch of kindergartners and beat up on that Washington defense. I mean, they are dreadful. Nah, they got Riverboat Ron. So. Riverboat Ron's going to whip them in the shape, man. <laughs> I I agree. All they right. got young talent that they drafted last year that now has a season under their belts. I, I agree with Eric. I, I really think Washington wins this game and I riverboat Ron will turn that defense around. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying Washington won't win the game. I'm just not sure that Carson Wentz has a bad fantasy day just because, I mean, Washington's defense is bad. I don't expect there to be a ton of points put up in that game. So <laughs> if Wentz doesn't have a bad game, then they win. Well, we'll see. I think uh, I think now, now I think you're underselling Washington's offense. We'll see. Monday Monday mornings always prove one way or the other, right? Yep, that is true. Since you're so talkative, Steve, why don't you give us your bust quarterback? My bust quarterback this week is Deshaun Watson. Whoa, way up! Yes, way up! Whoa, and I hope you're right. Go bold. So <laughs> Watson has nobody to throw the ball to right now. Um, they don't throw to the running back. Are they going to have wide receivers on the field that are healthy? Will Fuller? Maybe. Maybe he makes it through the entire game and doesn't get hurt. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Cooks plays this week. Uh, and I think they feature David Johnson. 
I think they pushed the running game with him. Um, Kansas City's running defense last year was horrid until the until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I expect the same thing to happen. I I don't think they stopped the run. I think they run it with David Johnson and Duke Johnson a little bit. I just don't think I don't think Watson has a good game at all. I think he's I think this year he was drafted too high when they got rid of Hopkins. And I think this is the first game where it's really going to show that he does not have talent to throw the ball to. Yeah. I mean, you know what? When you said the name, I was thinking maybe you were a little crazy. But when you spell it out, makes sense. Not a bad bust pick. What do you think, Eric? I kind of like the bust pick, man. I really do. Um, I don't. I think Kansas City is going to absolutely steamroll the Texans Thursday. Like, I'm talking three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I Plus, think it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I love I love the uh, I love the Deshaun Watson bus pick, and uh, I think that Kansas City defense is actually better than people might think. They improved at the end of the year. I'm not saying they're elite. They've improved. Yeah, I think they're going to actually be pretty pretty damn good. All right. So moving right along, uh, my bust QB this week is going to be Mr. Drew Brees, who is ranked number eight against the Bucks. Uh, this may seem bold on the surface because Tampa Bay was pretty bad against the pass last year or were they see what i did there tampa bay secondary posted the third highest coverage grade in 88.1 enforced the most incompletions 44 from weeks 10 to 17 last season they turned it around and came together as a unit but nobody noticed because all the buzz was on the turnovers on offense Breeze has a history of slow starts, and people are sleeping on the Tampa defense. It sounds like the perfect recipe for disappointment. Ah, Breeze is going to eat. <laughs> just flat out wrong. That's it. That, just Breeze is going to eat. Yeah, that whole, that, that's another shootout game. It's got to be. It's got to be. If anybody's going to bust in that game, I think it's Brady. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I agree with Brian. Uh, Tampa Bay made leaps and bounds to their defensive line. Their linebackers had breakout years last year, uh, and their secondary came on the second half of the year. Bruce Arians has always been able to build a great defense, and he's done it in Tampa. I, The only player I think that has a really good game is probably Manny Sanders. I think they take Michael Thomas out of it. Kamara's already hurt. You think uh, Michael Thomas is going to be irrelevant? Not irrelevant, but not ex, not a top one or two wide receiver. I, I don't see it. I think he's going to be probably a top like 12. He's still going to have a decent Four game. But one. Yeah. So I'm just going to lead this into uh, to my running back bust because it, it, it's pertinent. Go ahead. Because I'm picking Kamara to be the bust for my running back. Ooh. He's got a back injury. He had uh, an epidural last week for back problems. He's got contract issues, which should be just about resolved. But like I said, Tampa has added to their front line. They've got a good run defense. They've got solid linebackers. The The secondary is their weakest point, but they made vast improvements at the end of the year. I really think that they shut down New Orleans this, this week. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And by the way, I don't necessarily think this game is a shootout, and I don't necessarily predict that the Saints lose. I am coming way down on Tampa Bay. Way down. In general, it actually pisses me off. So, just for the so so the listeners know, we were supposed to record Friday. We were going to do another PPR mock draft, 
and uh, Eric was busy, so then we moved it to Saturday, and then I had some family issues come up, and I wasn't able to record Saturday or Sunday, and one of the things I was going to talk about was how down I am on Tampa Bay in general, period. Like, I'm starting to feel like, like, I feel like this is that same thing we see every year where some dream team comes together and they all get drafted super high. We saw it last year with the Browns, and it seems like that team more often than not falls flat on their face. And, um, I don't know, man, I'm just starting to get that gut feeling. I don't have anything to back it up and I'm super pissed because another podcast did basically said the same exact thing on an episode Saturday night. And I was like, "Ugh, you motherfucker. Like if we just recorded Friday, <laughs> I could stole, stole your fucking thunder, huh? Dude, they all, they're always stealing my takes. I think they listen. I think they, I think they have access to my laptop. Listener uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, five. <laughs> all right. So, but that... I, see, I, I think the opposite, Brian, on Tampa, I, I think that they have a, I think they probably win by two touchdowns in this game. I mean, the Saints do have a pretty decent defense, but I think Godwin goes off. Yeah. See, Godwin is the only one I think is safe. And, and I think Bra- the Brady Gronk connection is, is hot this nope. week. Nope. Nope. No, I am doubling down. I am, dude, I am throwing it all on the table right now. I'm all in. Gronk sucks. I'm not even going to say he's drafted too high. I'm not even going to say he won't be top 12. I'm telling you he'll be fucking irrelevant. Gronk beer sucks. Bet. Yeah, I'll be your bet that motherfucker. Where where we where's he finishing on the year? I'm going to say on the, no, let's beer bet this game. Oh, okay, this game. I don't care about that. He ain't going to make it through the entire year. Are you kidding? Oh. Let's go we got to go game by game with Gronk. I think Tampa wins this game. I think that they actually come out and win by about two touchdowns. No, give me, I'm not, uh, give me I'm not by 10 that. points. I think they can definitely win the game. All right, I'll say that Gronk is fantasy relevant this week. This week? Yes. So what does that mean, like top 12? Top so 12. Like a startable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, startable. Let's go top 12, 12 team league. I'll do you one better. I bet you this is how strong, this is how much conviction I have. Gronk won't be in the top 15. Okay. We got a beer bet. I doubled down. You see that? You went 12? Boom, 15. I wasn't fucking around. No, I'm telling you, that it reeks. That fucking... Gronk more than anyone else. Gronk, fuck, that fucking reeks. I don't think Gronk's going to be relevant at all. Eric, who is your bust running back for week one? My bust running back for week one is Mr. Todd Gurley. Ooh. Uh, I do not like the running game for Atlanta this week. It's going to be all air, baby. <laughs> yep. Um, I think Seattle is going to swallow him up. I don't even trust Gurley to be on the field more than 50% of the fucking time, if you want me to be totally honest. That's a big factor in it. He, Workhorse Gurley is gone. He's not coming back. I'm sorry. I mean, this he landed, I think, in a really good spot when you really, like you think like it's like, you know, Atlanta should be a good fit for him. I just don't trust him. He's not going to get a – he's not going to – I don't see him get more than 50% of the touches, man. And I don't like the spot this week. I think Seattle's going to bottle him up. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the touches. I think that uh you can say that he won't get it done, I guess, but I mean last year he had seventy six percent of the snaps. I don't see why that would go down by going to Atlanta with no other running backs on the roster. I don't know, they like Brian Hill. Yeah, they do like Brian Hill a lot. Yeah, but I mean the biggest thing is the pass catching. If the pass catching goes up, Gurley's production goes up and he's he's fantasy relevant again. Not that he wasn't relevant last year, but he has he's he's top echelon fantasy again if he starts catching passes. It's really that simple. That was the problem last year. He didn't catch any passes. No, I don't expect him to catch that many this year because, I mean, Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball to Julio. 
If Julio's not open, he's going to throw it to Ridley. If Ridley's not open, he's going to throw it to Fan. If Fan's not open, uh, they got the other rookie that's out there. Um, I mean, Hurst. Yeah, sorry, not Fan. Hurst. Um, and it's, I, I think Gurley is like the fifth option. So I know I have to agree with Eric. I think Gurley probably is going to be higher than 20 this week easily. I don't think they use him that much. I don't know. Why can't why can't he just get um, Devontae Freeman's workload? Because he's not Devontae he Freeman. He can't handle it. I yeah. think he can. I mean, Devontae Freeman had 67.5% of the snaps last year. He had 184 carries with 70 targets. If Todd Gurley gets that with his production metrics, he should be, you know, a, a top 24 running back. He should be. But does his knee flare up? At what point does he get hurt? I mean, in, in a game against Seattle, I don't see it. Uh, Seattle's got a good front line. They're good against the rush. They're, they're. I, I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think the Gurley prediction is is probably spot on. Yeah. See, I, I just, I this is one of those ones I just disagree with, and I don't, I don't really have a whole lot to back it up. I just, I, I guess I'm a Todd Gurley truther or whatever. <laughs> oh, no, it's just, I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. just a feeling. There's not really any data one way or the other to to completely back it up. It's just. It's just a feeling. Yeah, yeah it's a gut. This is like a gut feeling bust for me too. Yeah, like I just, I and I just I don't see the script really working out too well. For him. He might get a, like you said, he might get some dump off passes and shit. But like Steve had already said too, like they really like Brian Hill a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think they are gonna work him in. Yeah. And I just picked them up just in case. For the for those of you that are uh, new to the show, you know I'm. I'm really a numbers guy. I got to see the numbers. I need to see the stats. I need to see the production. When you can prove it on the stat sheet, that's when it's real. Eric's just kind of shoot from the hip, fucking gunslinger. It's all about the gut feeling. And the sad mm-hmm. part is he's probably right more often than I am. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah I, I do. I go with my gut a lot. I really do. And yeah. I know it's kind of like, I feel like I hate doing it because I feel like it's lazy. It's just like, ah, yeah, I just got a feeling he's going to suck this week. I don't really got nothing to back it up. Dude, if nothing in this world pisses me off more than when I put, like, hours into research and then, like, you're the exact opposite and you're right and I'm wrong. I'm like, what the fuck? How did you know? You're just like, oh, whatever. I just had a gut feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't yeah. trust, I just don't trust them to get, like, you know. Yeah. If I much, if I have to talk rare. to Brian about it, I'll look up stats and and stuff like that. But if I'm talking to anybody else, I I just go with my gut feeling. Yeah, I see. I love my stats. Numbers numbers can be misleading, but they never lie. So speaking of which, my uh my bust running back this week, I'm going to take running back Aaron Jones, who is currently the number twelve running back in PPR, versus the Vikings. The Vikings are a great defense, and I expect them to finish in the top ten. But I'm really making this pick to double down on how much I think Jones could lose to A.J. Dillon. Last year, Jones only played 62% of the snaps, so losing any of that workload to A.J. Dillon would be disastrous. Jones had a high finish last year because of an insane touchdown total that should come down to average to begin with. And if Dillon steals just a few of that total, watch out. I don't like it. A.J. Dillon is getting a piece of this offense. He's going to get goal line carries. I don't like Aaron Jones this year, period. And I will continue to pick him until he falls outside the top 15. So I like to pick Brian, but not for the reasons that you're listing. AJ Dillon this week, they're going to give him a third down role. He's going to be slightly involved in the offense. Um, Jamal Williams is still there. He's still the number two back. 
The reason I like the pick is because Minnesota just traded for a fantastic run stopper in Ngakwe. They they have a great defensive line. Zimmer puts together a good defense every year. They're very strong against the rush, and I think that Rodgers is going to be forced to pass, and I don't think the dump-offs to Aaron Jones are going to be what they're dependent on this week. So I like to pick, just not for the reasons that you listed. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Steve. I don't really see A.J. Dillon be having any type of relevance this week at all. Um, I think Dillon's somebody like he's he's kind of a stash and wait kind of player. Um, I know that they did they they seem to really like him. They drafted him in the second round, so you, you don't pick players in the second round if you don't like them. You know, um, I just I think he's going to be as the season progresses. I think he's going to be itch his way into getting more of a role uh, in that backfield. But I just I don't see it this week. But I I. I'm I'm behind you with the Aaron Jones bus pick. This is not a great matchup for him. Uh, Minnesota's Minnesota's defense is pretty fucking solid, and yeah. uh, they could bottle him up. And for the record, I I I don't make this I don't make that prediction because I think AJ Dillon is like the most talented running back in the world. I make that prediction because I think Matt Lafleur is a fucking idiot, and he has a great running back, and for whatever reason, he decides to draft one in the second round rather than a wide receiver. Yeah, and like you said, you don't draft players in the second round that you don't plan on using. Period. I mean, yeah. the, the, he, I mean, the 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 whole point of drafting a running back in the NFL is to fucking use him up before that rookie contract is done. Use him up, throw him out, draft another one. That's what eighty percent of the league is doing now. And he's a pretty big dude, isn't he? He's like, no, he's huge. Yeah. Two fifty, two sixty, or something. Like he's big. Yeah, he's a big. He, yeah, yeah. He, you might right. He might be the goal line back because he's. I mean, so if I mean, like I said, if he starts vulturing touchdowns from Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is not an RB one. Oh, no, like we talked one. about on on another episode, I I believe Dylan will take over a significant role in that offense by midseason. I just don't think it's week one. Oh no, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a significant role. Minnesota's defense is a huge factor here too. I'm not just you know if they were playing some fucking schmuck, if they were playing Jacksonville, Aaron Jones wouldn't be on the list. But right. they're playing a top 10 defense, and I think he's getting a decreased workload. That's a bad recipe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, he's projected to be a back-end RB1. I don't see it. Not against that defense, and not if he's losing goal line carries to A.J. Dillon, you know? So, Eric, why don't you give us your bust wide receiver? So, for my bust wide receiver, I got Mr. D-Hop this Woo! week. He's going up against San Fran, baby. The second wide receiver uh, off the board? That second D-hop? wide receiver off the board. First round, 10th overall. <laughs> D-hop. That D-hop. Mr. just signed the two-year extension. $54.5 million D-hop. Uh, he did get paid, so that kind of made me rethink for a second, but I said, fuck it. I That's who I originally picked, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking with him. Um, not that I would have had a huge factor, but um, I just I don't. This is his first game with Arizona. I think we all agree that like we like Hopkins. We don't love Hopkins. You know, we don't see, I don't think, I think all three of us are, like I said, are in the same boat. Like we just don't see the target volume that he has been used to getting. He was in Houston. We just don't see that this year with Arizona. Arizona runs a ton of four wide receiver sets. They love passing to Drake. They love getting, and I, I'm reading a bunch of stuff about this Dan Arnold dude, the tight end, that supposedly him and Kyla Murray have this like pretty good connection. So there's another guy that's going to get targets. I'm not, Hopkins will lead this team in targets. I'm not trying to say he's not. Oh, of course but he I will. just did, 
yeah, this spot, I don't really like it. I don't really like Hopkins this week. I yeah. could definitely see him finishing outside the top, whatever the hell we do, 12 or 15. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be the wide receiver one. But like you said, you know, when he was the Texans, he basically got like 80% of the targets, it felt like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it was a third. Yeah. Yeah. They had nobody else to throw to. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be that way. You have three good wide receivers. You have a running back that's a good target. You have a tight end that's eh, but still a target. And he's the first year on a team with not playing any preseason. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great pick, especially because San Francisco had one of the best defenses in the league last year. The secondary was very good. And the linebackers and defensive line are. are another year older and they were really good. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great pick. Love it. Yeah. Very good pick. Steve, why don't you give us your bust wide receiver? Uh, I'm going with the top with the uh, number three wide receiver in the league, Julio Jones. Ooh. I think Julio going up against Seattle's defense with the addition of Jamal Adams, they're going to be able to keep Julio in check. Uh, I think it's Ridley's game. I think that's, uh, I think Ridley's, he was going to be one of my booms, but uh, I thought Diggs would be a little bit bolder. Hmm. But uh, no, I think I think really eats. I think this is his game. This is the first big breakout game for him um, for a solid year this year. Uh, I I still think Julio the same thing as Michael Thomas. I think he has a, a a reasonable game, but I don't think it's what people are expecting out of Julio. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's definitely fucking bold. That's what uh, that's what I like to see. I don't know, man. I just I feel like I feel like Julio always gets his. You know, he's just one. He's one of those guys. You know, but uh, I mean, obviously he doesn't always. You know, it's just it's just tough to bet against him. But you know, I mean, every now like I said, every now and then somebody has a bit down game, and if you can call it, you can call it. So I I, I like I said, I love the bold pick, Eric. What do you think? Oh, it's bold. That's what I love. I love bold. I love balls. I like them also. It's a ballsy pick, <laughs> uh, especially in a game, like I said, where I expect there's going to be a lot of passing, especially on the Atlanta side, which I would think would equal to a pretty big Julio game. Uh, but it could all go to Ridley. It could go to Gage. could go to Hurst. Hurst, yeah. could go to, you know, maybe Julio gets bottled up. Maybe they double him. Like I said, maybe Jamal Adams is fucking shadowing Julio the whole game. That's, it is extremely it's, – it's possible. Um, it's risky. I think Julio will have yeah. a relevant, a pretty fantasy relevant game, but I get what Steve's saying. Like he might not have that top five to seven game that like you might be expecting. Maybe it's more like he finishes as like wide receiver 10, 11, but yeah, that's um, more what I'm looking at is, is 10, 11, 12, right at the, at the end of the wide receiver one tier. So my, I mean, my only, uh, my only hang up is basically that I just don't I don't know if you can really double anybody in Atlanta. Like you, I feel like you, I feel like that's a recipe to get torched. So probably like, is. You know what I mean? Probably like, right. You can't just you can't just double Julio and go, "Well, I mean if if beat us they beat us." Like, well, cuz they will, you know. <laughs> like you already know they will, so you know, you can't do that. I um I just I I feel like uh I feel like he's going to face a little softer coverage than 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 Steve does, but uh, like I said, I mean, you know, it's bold. That's the that's really the whole point. And my wide receiver, I'm taking Mike Evans, who is wide receiver ten against the Saints. You know, this goes back to what I was saying before about Tampa Bay. Uh, this doesn't have much to do with the Saints' defense as much as a gut feeling I have about Mike Evans in general. 
I don't think he's going to get the production that people are expecting. And the more I project his outlook for the season, the more I'm glad I faded him in all of my leagues. The more I look at it, the downer I get on Evans. And uh, I don't, I just don't know, man. I just so you want some stats to support your. Uh... Usually I'm the numbers guy and I can't, yeah. I, I'm, I don't I'm have a numbers guy for you here. Go ahead. I, I me. got this one. Give me the numbers. All right. So when it comes to Mike Evans, you just said there's two words you have to say. Marshawn Lattimore. Enough said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look it up. I'm it, getting it, there. He owns it. <laughs> yeah, him. he does. All right. So Tom Brady last year, 15 completed passes at, tw- at 20 yards or more. The year before that, he had 26 completed passes at 20 yards or more. Nine of those went to Gronkowski. So 15 went to wide receivers. He does not complete passes over 20 yards. That is Mike Evans' bread and butter. Plus he's shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, who will shut him down, does every game. So I, I'm down on Mike Evans this year. I still think he's a top five talent in the NFL, but I think his quarterback hugely limits his upside because he just does not throw the ball downfield at this age anymore. Now, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when Moss was there, he was throwing the ball downfield all the time. But the 20-yard passes, they're just not there anymore, and that's that's where Evans lives is in the 15 to 20-yard range and more. Yeah. So I love the pick because I'm down on Evans. Everywhere I have him, I'm trying to trade him before he plays a game <laughs> because <laughs> I want to get maximum <laughs> maximum return on him. Yeah. But, his, uh, value, his value is going to be low after week one, most likely. Yeah, it, sucks. it is. Yeah. So. Eric, why don't you give me your bus tight end? Uh, my bus tight end, I won't really get into too much detail. And this is like kind of uh, somewhat of a gut feeling, but I also know that it's an extremely tough matchup for him. I've never really, I don't know what it is. I've never really been a big fan of this guy, and it's Evan Ingram. I just, I don't think it's going to be Pittsburgh is solid. Pittsburgh had a really extremely good defense last year, and I think they're still going to have a great defense. Once they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, man, that de- that secondary like like took three steps forward. Oh, it was so. Um, he oh, it was that was that was the best trade. I, I'd give up two first if I was them, yeah. considering the, the the change oh. he made. I yeah. mean, he he completely rebranded that secondary, and I I, I just I don't see a, a big game for Evan Ingram at all this week. Um. I don't see a good game for the Giants. No. No, I doubt it very much. Outside of Saquon. Yeah, no, I agree. Evan Ingram was my, my initial bust, but I didn't pick him because um, I wanted to go with somebody else. But, yeah, I, I agree. Minka Fitzpatrick is uh, was an excellent acquisition by Pittsburgh. And uh, I, I don't see – I'm not high on Ingram anyways. Uh, I've been waiting for him to break out, and he's always ends up getting hurt. So he's breaking but not what he needs to be doing. So Yeah, he's got the breaking down. He just needs to work on the out. He needs to work on the out, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I think Danny Dimes is a little bit overrated. I think that whole offense is a little bit overrated. Um, and I think it's going to fall on Saquon. But against Pittsburgh, I, I just think the whole offense struggles. Okay. You almost picked Ingram. Who did you pick? I picked Darren Waller. Um, Whoa! Even bolder. So Carolina has... Love it an extremely strong linebacker group. Um, their, their defensive line is probably one of the worst in the NFC, but they have a pretty decent secondary. So I look for Josh Jacobs to be featured in this game. I think the Raiders are going to run it down their throats. I don't think Waller gets much for targets. 
And I think that uh, the wide receivers, Edwards and uh, Ruggs, uh, have some time. I, I think uh, I think Carr spent some time with his wide receivers and not so much with his tight end this week. Bold, and I like it. Very bold. But uh, I actually just looked it up, and the Carolina Panthers were the number seven defense against tight ends last year. Yes, they were. Yeah. They were very good. Wow. I, I would have never guessed because their defense sucks. Yeah, they, they, they have, do, no, they but they were great against tight ends. They, I'm sorry, I can't think uh, of the name. One of Bradbury and who's the other? Bradbury. One? Uh, the other one. Uh, one of the other ones left. Oh, he um, did leave. Yeah, yeah. They, they'll get. They're going to get torched on one side. The wide, the two <laughs> wide receivers. They're, they're fast. They're going to get torched. Okay. Um, their 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 defensive line's not good against the run, but their linebackers were they were spot on last year. Uh, they had three linebackers in the top twenty five. Uh, for IDP last year. So that's that's saying something because there's a lot of really good linebackers. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I they're they're not gonna get a big pass rush on Carr. He's gonna have time to to uh hit the wide receivers down the field. Like I said, Jacobs is gonna run all over him. Uh, Waller's the one that's gonna suffer across the middle. It's sound logic I it's tough to argue with. Um for the final bust of the night I got tight end Jared Cook against the Bucks. Cook is a completely touchdown-dependent player. Even last year with his high finish, it, it was on the back of touchdowns. Kamara is presumably healthy. Latavius Murray is possibly getting more goal line carries. Michael Thomas is doing his thing. And you have the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, who has been an awesome red zone target throughout his whole career. And I, I, just, I just don't see room for Jared Cook. You know, there's more talented players to get the ball to. And if he's not scoring touchdowns, I don't think he's relevant. Jared Cook and, sucks. Yeah. Simply put, he blows. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who drafts Jared Cook you is trying to lose. I see Eric's recycling content from last year. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> the only time he doesn't suck is when he blows. When he blows. Uh, well, fucking uh, you, you got to talk to your boy. Who, Jared? Is that who took him? I thought it was Adisa. Yeah. No, Jared took him. Jared, Jared made the right move, and I didn't say shit to him. And we're gonna we're gonna get into that boy right now because uh, this episode will not be complete without Cosby's deep sleeper. Cosby's deep sleepers. All right, hit us with him. Deep sleeper. I think I'm the only guy in this threesome <laughs> who actually believes in the, who actually believes in this guy because he's a patriot. I think you guys are a little more down on him. Nikhil Harry, man. Nikhil Harry's going to boom this week against the Dolphins. I'm higher on him than I was when Sanu was there. That is, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think this is his week. Uh, I'm, a, I am higher on him every day, but I don't think this is his week. But go ahead. You think, you think Byron, you think Byron Jones going to shut him down? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think Edelman and Cam are, are. A marriage in New England, and I actually think Sony's going to have some relevance this week, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> I was about to say, don't you think Byron Jones is going to be on Edelman? No, he's not a slot corner. I don't think he fought. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he shadows to the slot. Okay, from what I can recall. No, but he, I also he's going to shut down Harry. Yeah. 
He he will travel with Harry like on both sides of the field. He That's will, what I was going to say. Travel. He does travel. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah, put I don't him... think he travels to the slot though. I think I think no. last year they they put him on Edelman because they knew he was the best receiver on the field. But I could be wrong. It was a long time ago now. And uh, I'm I'm going to be honest. Like I used to, I was a big Brian, Byron Jones guy. I loved him. Um, I was kind of pissed when I kind of realized he wasn't going to leave. But like I think he's kind of taking a step back a little bit. I don't think he's quite as good as he was. I'm not, it, it it is this is ballsy and risky because Byron Jones should shut down Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. When you look at him head to head, Byron Jones should win that matchup. But I think Nikhil Harry is just going to get peppered with targets, and I think this could be a really good spot for him to connect with Cam. Um, like I said, you know, you, you read the beat reports about here Harry, half of them are good, half of them are bad. But I've read a lot that they just said that just Cam kept feeding him, Cam just kept targeting him, looking his way. That's really all I need to see in a way. It's kind of stupid because you can get 50 targets, but if you, can only, you can't catch them, you ain't going to do shit. They don't mean anything. But I think he could be in for a big day, man. I think this could be a good week. Well, I mean, that's why he's a deep sleeper. I mean, if it was obvious and everybody could see it, we wouldn't need you. <laughs> that's right. And Jared has him in, and I was actually shocked. I looked at his team. I was like, whoa, he's actually playing him. All right. So, um. That is going to wrap up the boom bus, and we are on to head to head. Head to head predictions. All right, so uh, I'm just going to give you guys the matchup. You tell me who's going to win and why. Let's start with our commissioner. Let's go straight to Eric v. Ricky. Steve, who's winning the game? Eric. Uh, half of Ricky's players are on my bus list, and. <laughs> Eric's name is on the trophy. <laughs> Two times. Double. Two times. He's the New England Patriots of this fucking league. Eric, who are you taking? There's so much hinging. Like, with, is Miles Sanders playing this week? That's a big deal for me because I'm going against him. No, um, he's not playing. 99 You don't think he's playing? No, he's not playing. That is, like, that, that, that piece actually hinges hard for me, even though he has Michelle. And like you said, Michelle should have a good game. He's not Miles Sanders, but considering the situation that he's in, Harris is on IR. Michelle should have a good game, good matchup. Simply put, I don't like my chances this week because I don't like my running back situation. I'm probably not going to have Montgomery, and I'm kind of sitting there like, who the fuck do I play? It's I'm going to be shaking my lineup around all the way up till Sunday. I just, yeah, I don't like my chances against Ricky this week, if I'm being totally honest. Okay. Uh, in my notes, I have, I will pick Eric if he puts in Jack Doyle. So it is official. I take you, even though ESPN says he has the edge at running back. I'll take CEH and David Montgomery over an injured Miles Sanders and a soon-to-be-injured James Conner, even though the Giants is a good matchup. Uh, I think you have the advantage at wide receiver, and like I said, Doyle, he's a boom player. Like, he's going to fucking boom. Like, why wouldn't I pick him, right? Uh, So let's move right on to our other co-host, Steve and Justin. Eric, who's winning that? Go to Steve first. I'm picking myself. Um, I think this is probably going to be the closest matchup in the league this week. I pick myself because I think Saquon underperforms. We already talked about the Giants. Um, I think A.J. Green is still hurt, and I don't think you see the production out of him that uh, is being expected. So uh, I'm taking me by probably maybe a point, (laughs) maybe a little less. And I think Minshew is going to ball out, so. Okay. It's a tough one. You can't look at the projections because they're bullshit. 
if I saw Mr. Hunt in over Taylor, I would take Steve. Even though I said post-draft, Justin had the best team. I'm going to pick Steve because I think Steve's going to make the right moves. He's going to play the right players this okay. week. So I will go with Steve because I like the spots for Mixon. I do like the spots for Jacobs, and I could see a good game. And I think Gallup's going to have a good game. Hurst's going to have a good game. Cohen, obviously, I picked him. He's going to have a good game. I mean, these these are two extremely good rosters. I mean, we talked about the draft. These are two these are two top flight teams that we with everybody expects both of these teams to be in the playoffs. Um I'm going to pick Justin just because across the line I just see a little bit of an edge on Justin's side. You know, it's like you know, who's going to have a better game, Gardner Minshew or Matt Ryan? I think it's pretty close. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty it's going to be right there. You know, within a couple of points. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. I'll take Saquon. Chris Carson, Joe Mixon. I'll take Chris Carson. Cooper Cup or Calvin Ridley? I'll probably take Cooper Cup. Michael Gallup or Tyler Lockett? I'll probably take Michael Gallup. It's like it, it's like you go down the line and it's 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 so close, but I'm ju- I'm just gonna give that slight edge to Justin, in my opinion. Let's round the show out. Brian Martin versus Brian Moran. Steve, who do you got? I'm gonna take Mr. Moran. I think uh Chubb, Kenny G, Ingram, and uh, Keenan Allen all bust this week. Sorry, Mr. Martin. Yeah, this is another one that I think is super, super close. It's I'm, close. Yeah, I'm not yeah, faulting anybody it, for taking Brian. <laughs> um, you know, I think the running backs are almost kind of a wash. Um, he probably has the advantage at, at quarterback, even though I picked Joe Burrow to boom. I mean, it's Russell Wilson, and Atlanta's defense is bad. I think I have the edge at wide receiver, even though ESPN thinks he does. Uh, I'll take my wide receivers over his. I'll take my running backs over his. And I think the flexes are tight, but he probably gets more out of Deontay Johnson than I get out of Antonio Gibson or Boston Scott. So, I mean, like I said, it's tight, it's close, but I'll I'll, I'll take me. I'm going to pick Brian. Which one, asshole? Good pick. Good pick. That's it. I'm just gonna say that. I'm gonna leave it open. <laughs> so whichever one he is wins, I get I get I get credit for. Get a point. <laughs> now I'm gonna. Uh, oh, I hate doing this because it's. I feel like people must listen and be like, oh, "Look at these fucking pansies." Make it around the Morans. Oh yeah. It's because the, the, yeah. The the thing is, is like this is another really close. All, all six matchups this week are actually very close. It was hard to pick one or the other. So it, the rosters are good. It's just a matter of of which team might have the slight edge. Yeah. I mean, we're, I don't see anybody blowing anybody out this week. No, I think, and it's weird. Cause like, you know, even like the draft grades that we gave each other, I feel like everybody's going against a team that we all, that we kind of predicted to be even strength. Right. Like, it, it's just, it's strange, but yeah, I mean, to your point, they're all very tight. Um, so next we're going to do Shane and Dickie. Uh, what's here? Your pick, Steve. So I'm going to pick Shane. I think the uh, the Hopkins pick at, in the first round is going to be the edge here. I think Hopkins and DJ have uh, good games, and I, I think Mac balls out this week. So I give Shane the edge over Dickey. You know what? I like Dak this week. I think Kamara's still going to do a good. Godwin's going to feast. I can definitely get, the more I think about it, I can get behind Fant having a good game. Uh, I would not have C.D. Lamb in my flex, not week one. No, uh, but nope. who the, and that's that's why I'm not yeah. picking Dickie. I I would almost trust Fitzgerald more this week for sure than C.D. Lamb. Uh, I mean, I look at his bench and it's kind of blue, you know. Yeah, his bench is bad. 
Yeah, his bench is a little rough. I hate to be a douche, but how did he find somebody to drop for Bryce Love, and he still has JJ Arcega Whiteside? I'd start him over CD Lamb, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe. Week, I mean, it, it, I would start anybody on his bench over CD Lamb this week. The, the guy's in his first NFL game. There's no way I'm putting him in my starting lineup. No way. If uh, honestly, if he takes him out and puts somebody else in, I probably would pick him over Shane. No, you're ridiculous. I would I would not take out CD Lamb for fucking JJ Arcega Whiteside or Chase Edmonds or Johnu Smith, and I probably wouldn't do it for Larry Fitzgerald. I don't like that he's there, but he's better than what he has. See, I don't think so. so week one. Even though I'm not a big fan of Hopkins this week, I still think Shane has enough to get the win this week, and I'm going to go with Shane. Okay. Um, I'm also taking Shane, even though. I'm not crazy about Hopkins. I just uh, I feel like he has a slight, slight edge. Like we said, they're all super close. So for our next matchup, we got Mike against Nate. Steve, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Nate. Nate's got better matchups for for most of his players, except for Hooper. Um, Michael Thomas is really the only player that Mike has that has a good matchup. I still expect him to underperform, but uh, this is probably the matchup that has the potential to have the biggest spread, but I still don't think it's a blowout. Uh, I'm going to jump on the Mike train here, man. I think Mike's going to pick up the win. You hate Nate. Um, This is tough. I don't hate Nate. He might probably thinks I do. You've never pick on picked him. him. <laughs> two, two, two years in a row, I picked him that, that he had the worst draft. He, he, Lamar, he must... Lamar Jackson's going to win it for Nate. Nate, I totally believe you, dude. Throw some respect on his name. <laughs> Put some respect on that name. His name's on the trophy. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lamar scares me because Lamar, we, we saw Lamar last year. Brian, you you owned him, so you saw him every week. But mm-hmm. uh, he can single-handedly win you a week, pretty much. Yeah, and against against that Cleveland defense, he just might. It's a good matchup. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of going out on a, on a whim, I guess, a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to go with Mike. I'm gonna think Mike. I think Mike's getting off to a 1-0 start this week. I'm going to stick with Nate. I definitely believe in Nate's team. I like Tyler Boyd. Like, is he going to be great as a number two? It's to be seen. I still believe in Julio. Like I said, I just don't. I don't think you can cover. I don't think you can double Julio um, because the rest of the team will just tear you apart. It's the same thing we talked about at the draft. Everything hinges on Cam Akers. Cam Akers starts. Cam Akers good. Nate's team is good. He wins the game. Cam Akers doesn't start. Cam Akers bad. Nate's team is bad. He loses. I'm going to go out on the limb and assume that Cam Akers is going to be good. I don't really love his flexes, but I don't really love Mike's either. And, you know, I picked Mike Evans to bust. Uh, obviously, I am i don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm really not a big fan of Rob Gronkowski this year. No. What gave it away? Yeah. <laughs> because of those picks, I'm, I'm down on Mike's team, and I'm going to take Nate. And that's going to leave us with our... Last matchup of the week, Jared versus Adisa. I'm taking Jared, and this is why you take Mahomes at 1.6, bitches. <laughs> Jared wins comfortably. Comfortably. This is going to be the biggest upset of the week. No kidding. And I don't like Singletary, but I think this is going to be the biggest upset of the week. So I think Cooper and Woods are both going to overproduce. All right, so let me count here. Um... Aaron Jones, bust. Devin Singletary, bust. Amari Cooper, bust. Darren Waller, picked by somebody else to be a bust. I don't really believe in it all that much. But still, potential bust. And then I look at Adisa's team. I'm a Todd Gurley truther. 
No Vaughn Miller for Derrick Henry. Tyree Kill against Houston secondary. Zach Ertz against Washington. Marquise Brown against Cleveland. I'm taking Adisa. I can't believe I just said that out loud, but I'm taking Adisa. I don't we we've done this podcast for an entire year and I don't think I've ever said that. I am taking Adisa for the win. And I truly believe it. I'm not even just being the uh contrarian. I'm not just picking him to be different. I really believe Adisa's gonna win this game. Pick it and stick it. So I think Jared wins this game on Thursday with Mahomes. <laughs> I'll tell you right. I mean, if six if, six touchdowns against Houston, he'd better fucking hope Mahomes puts up sixty points because I don't think Aaron Jones and Devin Singletary are going to combine for twenty. That's probably true. The scary, <laughs> the scary thing with it though is too like yeah, if Mahomes has six. Say Mahomes has a fifty point game. Does that mean Tyreek Hill is going to have a thirty thirty five point game? Like yeah, it's, exactly. it's kind of a wash. Yeah, if that does happen, out. you know. I think Kelsey's the beneficiary of, of Mahomes this week. I really do, but that doesn't help me so. <laughs> and we were talking earlier in the group chat about uh, Robert Woods going off, but I don't know, man. It's I mean, I, I look at, you know, Amari Cooper's name right next to Tyree Kills. So I'll take Tyree Kill. I'll take Robert Woods right next to OBJ. I think that's kind of a wash. I, I think OBJ is looking at a bounce back year. So, yeah, I'm I'm going with Adisa, and that's the end of it. I don't know about OBJ. Did you see all that shit that came out today? Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, his mind's off. His, he's going to be all discombobulated. He ain't focused on football. Nope. He's going to have toilet seats thrown at him and <laughs> toilet paper rolls. And... That was something, right? Um, all right. So uh, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Steve, do you have any parting thoughts? No, I don't. Uh, Thursday football. Thank God. Uh, Eric? Yeah, football. Two days away, baby. CEH breakout is in effect. I know you can't really call it a breakout. He's a rookie, but yeah, uh, breakout rookie. Yeah, I expect big. That? I expect big things from him Thursday. Kansas City running backs have done me well, and I hope the trend continues. That's true. It's like one of those teams that always has a top running back, even before Andy Reid got there. All right. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can reach out to us at five zero eight. 343-8010. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us we suck. Whatever you want. We can also be reached by email at dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Get in touch with us, guys. We want to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to set your lineups. Good night.